Welcome back to Lonely Town, a killer's podcast. I'm Jimmy and here with Derek. Today we're going to be talking about In the Car Outside. We're finally past the halfway point of the album, Derek. How are you feeling so far? Uh, it's just kind of a celebration point. Halfway, it's went faster than I expected, I think, but it's been fun. And uh, why, don't, why don't you give everyone just a little insight of how dedicated you are to this podcast, Jimmy? Where are you right now? I'm in the car outside. <laughs> I'm dedicated. I, I thought this, I, I had to get in in the feeling of the song and right in with the lyrics. It's, it's clear for the Zoom, it's just the best, it's the best place to record today. So Good. we had to, we had to let the listeners know. Yeah, I'm out in the garage in the car. Sounds not great, but I got the computer right in front of my face, so it's picking up my voice pretty well. It's picking up the Wi-Fi just fine. So hopefully the baby's not crying on the bed in the well, house. Well, it is. You you won't know about it because you're you're clearing the head out <laughs> in the car. Yeah, I'm shouting at an iPhone, and again, I hope I hope the sound comes across good. But it's it's the best we can do with the, the circumstances we got right now. So we appreciate everyone listening, and, and uh, let's go. Let's go on with the song. Yeah, so the Apple Music preview from Brandon says, this song started really quickly, and it was one of those moments that you're always waiting for. One of the reasons why you get in the garage in the first place is just this communal experience that you can share with people. And it was born really fast, and it was really exciting to be a part of it. So he, make, he makes it sound like the song came uh, pretty easy to him to write. But I like what he says about you know, the communal experience of, of being in the car, I guess. And just made me think about Derek, our friendship and how much of it was shaped by just driving around in the car around Nephi when we were in high school. So pretty funny. So I was going to bring that up when we got in the song too, of like, uh, he's, he's in the car trying to clear his head, but I think, um, as far as Nephi perspective, and we've touched on it a few times, but it really is just, uh, kind of what you do is, uh, you go for a drive around town and I mean, we'll get more into it with the song, but it's, it's not, it wouldn't be strange to see somebody just driving around town by themselves or with somebody, you know, and, and you wave as you pass by and it doesn't necessarily mean you don't know if they're upset or just bored or, or looking for some people or, or whatever you're doing. But um, I think with the lyric, when he goes outside and he's in the car, just trying to clear his head. Uh, he's probably going for a little ride around town. You you wouldn't just be sitting in the car. I know it's context of a song and, and all that, but a lot of my memories of growing up and, you know, spending time with grandparents, with friends, with, with family, was uh, was in a vehicle driving around somewhere in, in, in Nephi. So it is kind of it is kind of full circle that way for us. So it starts with the interstitial that's a unique one. It's pretty funny, and I, I love that it... Uh... It really gives you a taste for for Nephi, I think. Uh, two of the two of the phrases <laughs> or words in the interstitial that I like are the butt crack of dawn and the word frickin'. He's a common one, I think, that probably is not used a lot around the world in other places. I, I was kind of surprised as I looked online. We had oh my heck, and then yeah, up the butt crack of dawn seemed to be a a. Uh, the line that people were, were using a lot, just kind of in a joking manner and stuff. And I guess not everyone grew up uh, hearing that phrase, but that's uh, that's pretty early in the morning when the alarm goes off and it's the butt crack at dawn. <laughs> yeah, so the interstitial does, the guys do drop the F-bomb a couple times. Frickin' is one example of a word that is used to replace that a lot in Nephi. Fetch would be another one. <laughs> and, and freak if you're, or, or frick if you're really upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I, I saw some people too with 
with a couple of the F-bombs, I guess. It was mechanics working in a mechanic shop, and uh, that that kind of thing happens, I guess. But it was it was kind of surprising. Um, just in the context of a killer's record, there's not usually, uh, you know, that that's not usually around. And then uh, I had a few people say, well, why wasn't there uh, parental advisory on the CD after that? I don't know um, the guidelines on anything like that. So that was always my answer. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. So it starts out, like you said, uh, with him, jumps right in. He's in the car needing to clear his head. And I found a couple other songs that with similar lyrics that I wanted to bring up. It says she's in the house with the with the baby crying on the bed. She's got this thing where she puts the walls, puts up the walls so high. It doesn't matter how hard you love. It doesn't matter how hard you try. So that's a guy with a temper, a little bit of temper trying to clear his head. And she's put up some walls. And in the song, Out of My Mind, there's the lyrics. I can lose my temper. You can put up walls, which I thought fits exactly with the song. That's the reason he's going outside is because he's, he's got to calm down. And he brings up the fact that she she puts up walls. And then again, in the song, Rut says, don't give up on me because I'm just in a rut. I'm climbing, but the walls keep stacking up. So, you know, he uses this imagery a lot of a wall, either between people or something that you're trying to overcome as a wall. In this case, you know, the theme of the song overall is of a struggling marriage you know as you get as you get further into it he kind of gives this paints this picture of a life uh you know kind of a picturesque life an ideal life that they're trying to build together they got this little house uh they got chapel chapel glass looking film on the windows but it's just not it's just not working out really well yeah have you ever seen that chapel glass uh I, I almost want to think it's a dollar store. You get it and it looks like stained glass that you put up on windows and stuff. Have you ever seen that before? No, not that I can think of. No, it was, I don't know where I've seen it, but the Im- imagery, uh, I remember seeing it. It's almost like, I mean, it's almost like wrapping paper to some extent, but it's like a, a stained glass, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, decal almost that people put on their on their windows. And uh, I was just wondering if, you, if you'd ever seen that before. I don't know where I've seen it, but uh, I definitely have before in my life. No, we'll have to find some though. And maybe that will be a giveaway after after <laughs> we're getting CD giveaway, folks. So uh, anyway, maybe that will be if we can find some some uh, some chapel glass uh, decals for you. You know, we can uh, we can make that happen. I think it was somewhere maybe a family dollar dollar kind of buy. So yeah, when he brings that up, I think you know I picture him from this part of the song. I I picture in my mind, you know, house with that stuff on the windows. You know, this this couple inside with, you know, just some tension and, and struggle in their marriage. And, and he talks about when she turns, it's like the shadow of the cross. Don't cast no blessing over our lonely life. You know, it's it's obviously religious undertones that we've seen in other songs and Pressure Machine. You know, definitely something that's has a strong correlation to Nephi and just the religious culture there. Um, you know, it just it's not working out. There's not, they're not getting the blessings that they expect from trying to make their home a, a religious place. There's the, the shadow of the cross isn't, isn't crossing her face. You know, he says it's, it's like waiting for a train to pass. So it reminds me again of uh, waiting on a miracle. They don't know how long they're going to have to wait. They don't know when the train's going to pass. It's just some more of those similar things we've talked about. Yeah, it's probably, um, I mean, going back to the previous song that we talked about with uh, runaway horses, uh, people tend to get married younger in that uh, community or, I mean, in general with a religious um, aspect to it. And just you kind of grow up in high school and a lot of people get married pretty fast out of high school. Uh, so this couple, 
Um, at least the way I, I'm picturing it, it's probably a young couple. They got the baby. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy's in a little deep, not sure what he's, uh, you know, signed up for, not sure how to handle things. And then we got, it's obviously uh, Brandon's writing this from the man's perspective. Uh, we don't, we don't hear her side of the story or what's been going on. Um, again, in, a, in an interview, I remember uh, Brandon talking about not so much mental illness, but kind of a, a therapy and how uh, in smaller communities like, like Nephi, sometimes like marriage counseling or therapy would be maybe not, not as available as it would be in other places. And then there's kind of a stigma attached to, to therapy or talking to, to people about your problems. So this is probably a, a young couple having some problems that, that could benefit from you know, at least marriage counseling or some sort of maybe this guy could use some some personal therapy to deal with this anger or this emotion that he has. But with the culture and with everything, he's obviously uh, not going that route to the point where he's, you know, just trying to figure out how to uh, handle these emotions. He's out in the car, um, just trying to get away from the situation and the problems uh, that come with it. But yeah, then then going into the the religious aspect, I'm, I'm guessing probably young married with with the religious background there. If you're going to put up stained glass in the in the house, there's a there's a phrase in Mormon culture that uh, you know the home's a temple. So it's almost like you're trying to make that environment or that house have that religious aspect, and it's just not working. And and he's getting a little frustrated. At least that's my perspective of it. I guess that's what this podcast is. This is us giving our perspective of, of the things too. So I guess the people listening know I always feel the need to say, well, this is just my opinion or this is just what I think. But I guess if you're listening, you're listening to hear what I think in our opinion. So that's kind of why I got out of that first little verse there. Yeah, when you bring that up, it makes me think about, you know, an aspect of small towns that you might not have if you haven't grown up there. It's just how much thought you put into decisions you make based on, what other people will will know about because you know a lot of people know what everyone's business is because it's so small you think oh i don't want to go to therapy because everyone's going to know about it because word gets around you know they'll see <laughs> they'll see my car in the parking lot or you know some things you probably wouldn't think about if you were in a big town or if you weren't worried about your neighbors that you go to church with seeing you in a place where if if you're trying to put on this outward show that everything's perfect in your life because you don't you don't want people talking about you behind your back yeah lord forbid people find out that you're not perfect like they are exactly you know? so, uh that's that's the other thing is uh i i mean yeah it's 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 all these things kind of and they kind of bundle up and even the guy going out to the car to clear his head or whatever i'm sure it's that kind of the same thing it's like oh there's I don't know. There's Johnny outside again. He's getting in that car. They must be at it again. Or, you know, he's going, well, he, he kind of filled out there. He's probably upset. Have you heard, you know, and a lot of times there's, there's family members or you live down the street from, you know, an aunt, an uncle, a sister, a cousin, whatever it might be. And so they're, they're outside and they're like, oh, those guys are, are at it again. Uh, it is a small town and it is, uh, I, I mean, people, people, care and that's a good thing and people pay attention and that's a good thing but like you're saying with with therapy and all that too they might almost care and gossip a little too much that there's not i don't know how to word it it's not like there's not nothing else or nothing better to do but in a way it's like that's almost the entertainment of the town is to see what's going on with the people of the town like that's why we're going around for the rides and stuff is to see well who's who's where whose cars where what are they doing what's going on over here and then uh, before you know it's time to go home you drink your coke and uh you, you talk about it till tomorrow. I mean, that, that's a common thing. You, I mean, 
in offices throughout the world. There's people that stand around the office or the water cooler and talk about what Larry in accounting were that day or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a natural human thing to talk about each other. And I don't know, sometimes I think we make ourselves feel better about ourselves by looking down on other people, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it probably is water cooler. Like, I mean, even bigger cities like New York's got the boroughs or LA's got different parts of town. And even those big cities can have those small neighborhood feels. Uh, Nephi is just like one big small neighborhood or or something like that for people trying to relate. It's like your street or, or whatever, you know, the people you take interest in your neighbors even if you're online, you have your online friends or groups that you hang out with where you get to know people. Uh, a lot of Nephi is a lot of people that have lived there for, you know, a long time and, and they know people, they know whose kid you are, they know a lot about you. And, and with that, they kind of take an interest to some extent. And it's not a bad thing that you watch out for people, but uh, we probably do play the, the little town or this is what a little town's like a lot. And it is probably pretty similar to, hey, this is what your neighborhood's like, or this is what you know, the street you grew up, so, you know, it, it's probably relatable a lot, a lot more that way than we realized. Yeah. Just the point that imagine if your neighborhood was your whole town. <laughs> yeah. If you, well, that's, that's the thing when you talk to some of the people and you're like, oh yeah, we went to school together from, I've, I've known them since, I mean, there's some people clear back since kindergarten or whatever, and you know, them 40 years later or, or whatever. And it, it kind of freaks some people out or, or blows their minds because, you know, they go, you know, elementary school and there's five of them in their town. And then, several middle schools, high schools, you know, et cetera. So yeah. it, it's kind of fun that way, but it, it's a curse and a blessing, I guess, depending on, on how you handle it or I guess your personality and, and what you fit in with too. So definitely if you're having marital problems, uh, it's not something you'd want the whole town to know. Yeah. And as he goes on in the song, you know, he talks a little bit about how their marriage began and how uh, her, her eyes used to light the room on fire. Then he uses the word haunted life. I thought that was an interesting <laughs> lyric. The flood of grief and sorrow. They lived at the Whitmore Mansion. <laughs> yeah, at the haunted house. Yeah, it's just it's. I I noted the the contrast between setting the room on fire, and then a flood of grief. You know, the contrast between fire and flood, and then the contrast between light in her eyes, and tears in her eyes. Because you know she used to light the room on fire with her eyes, and now she's crying. So, you know, everything has changed from the way it started in their marriage, which is sad. And he goes on to say she cries like the train and that's where the train makes its well that's not the first time it comes in but the train is definitely another um character in this song we've got the husband we've got his wife and their baby he's got a lady up the road his old high school flame and her kids and then the train those are the, the main characters of the of the song and i'll get more to the train a little bit later but when he, when he moves to the, you know, we, we, we get a switch between uh, him talking about his wife and then about halfway through, he switches to talking about his, his high school flame 35 miles up the road. So I, I want to put in a plug for the city of Spanish Fork, which is where I live, which is what I am claiming is 35 miles up the road from Nephi. Um, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump there. We got, I got some other notes we'll get back to, but uh depending it's all on where you live and how you drive there right so it could be anywhere from from jimmy's uh <laughs> or uh it could be springville or it could even be south provo all depending on on the route that you take to get there so yeah i guess the one of the reasons i like to think of it as spanish fork is in his uh brandon's interview with x96 the local radio station here 
he talked about a restaurant in in Spanish Fork called Glades. So shout out to Glades. Well, also in the in the interstitials, uh, there's the couple that met oh, wow. dragging in Spanish Fork and live in Nephi. So uh, the guy was from Nephi, the girl was from Spanish Fork. So it's not quite the same uh, uh, lineup as we have here, but they ended up moving to Nephi because he wasn't going to leave Nephi, so she was going to have to go live there. Yeah, and we, we've caught a little bit of flack for having this podcast, but not due to the fact that we don't currently live in Nephi, we might lose a little bit of credibility, but I that's where I got to throw in Spanish Fork because the album still applies to me, even though I don't still live in Nephi, I think. Well, let me, let me, <laughs> clar- let me clarify that, though. Uh, we, we did live in Nephi for, for quite a few years, decades even. Uh, we go back generations to, to when it was Salt Creek on, on my side, and your dad's uh, the airport's named after him. So I, I don't think it gets more Nephi than us. I, I'd go I'd go trivia uh, battle anybody over history, <laughs> and I think uh, the team of Derek and Jimmy would fare very well. Yeah, if, if you want to find weaknesses in our credibility, you can find it, but... Yeah, and we definitely we can definitely vouch for or we can definitely justify I think if you're, the podcast. Nephi, if you're from Nephi and you've lived there your whole life and we're missing the boat feel free to come on the show we'd love to have you and uh and we can talk about you know the killer's relation and uh Nephi that's that's no problem we're not trying to exclude any Nephites that's for sure <laughs> yeah I think uh, we, we mentioned early on that nobody else has done this so we figured we might as well Keep keep the reviews coming as long as it's five stars. You can say whatever you want in the comments, and uh, and we'll we'll go from there. But I know you were talking about the eyes, um, how she's extinguished the flame, and it it made me uh, well that last line where he says uh, it's like waiting for a train, and then he just says it's a lot. And it made me think of, I mean, I know you've been there where you're waiting for a train, you're impatient. Uh, you're sitting there and it seems like the train goes forever and it's never going to end. This marriage that this guy is in, from his perspective, is just like, it's 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 not a good place. Um, he's just sitting here waiting for this to get over with. And it's it's not. It's it's a lot and it just keeps rolling. And uh, I mean you kind of you kind of get that that feeling of man, this peppy. So when the song kicks in, it's like, all right, here's you know, an upbeat kind of uh up tempo. Uh, musically, it's like, wow, you know, it's kind of more of a, a traditional killer song, so to speak, uh, at least more in that vein. And then you get the lyrics going, and you're like, man, this guy is not in a good spot. So it's it's kind of interesting that way. They kind of hit that, that puppy love like you were talking about, or that honeymoon phase. But then it's like real life kicks in, and it's uh, he's not sure what he signed up for. I just wanted to comment, too. Uh, we talk about her eyes, and he says, uh, I swear to God. And that that kicked in some Nephi uh, thoughts for me. Growing up in Nephi, uh, at least at the time we grew up, you would never say the phrase swear to God or anything like that because of the, the religious context to it. You wouldn't want to take the Lord's name in vain. People wouldn't say, you know, like the oh my God or anything like that. Uh, what they would say is oh my God, G A W. Do you remember this? Yes. So um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but just to give people a perspective of Nephi. I don't know if it still happens or not, but if you'd, you'd hear people talking, that would be a long, drawn-out, oh, my God, and uh, there would never be a D attached. And so just when I heard that, I just thought, I don't know why that kicked back in my head, but I thought, well, that's something you'd never really hear around town. It was always the, the GA long W. So there's just <laughs> some uh, Nephi insight that you're only going to get here on the uh, 
the podcast with with Jimmy and myself on the Lonely Town. Yeah, if you want to know any other shortcuts for that you can use instead of words that might be seen as swear words, let us know. We'll we'll, well fill you in. We got the butt crack at dawn. We got freaking and we got gah that we've imposed in this one. But this song, you know, he's got some some Nephi roots going there. Um, also the the flickering high school flame. I just wanted to to give a shout out to the Juap High School. This would have been a, a wasp, a fellow wasp bat, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. So so here's the question: Is this based on uh, reality, or is this uh, just a character that he's made up? Is there a is there an old flickering high school flame out that he's called up and, and had an affair with or anything like that? But but uh, just speculation. Do you think this is based on somebody that might have moved away to the Spanish Fork through South Provo area, or do you think this is just uh, 35 miles north and that fits the bill? I I'm going to go with no on this one. I think he's got a a character that he's picked from Nephi, and I don't think it's autobiographical uh, I, I tend to agree with that i was going back and listening to our todd interview and how uh he, he said it was a love letter to nephi with this uh album i kind of have been thinking and and some people came and said hey, you know you'll read where people are like it's pretty critical of nephi or you know man nephi must be a really uh a crappy place or, or whatever and i thought to myself you know stephen king writes a lot of his books based in uh the, the northeast area and they usually have to do with like murder or or something you know not not pleasant but he still <laughs> lives in the northeast area and he loves that no one thinks well stephen king surely hates the northeast because all he can do is make his characters murder each other there and it sounds like an awful place <laughs> to live so uh with with that uh with nephi and stuff i thought Braddon's kind of wrote a book there's different chapters in this book there's different characters in this book but the basis is it's in Nephi in the small town of where he grew up, where he came from. And I see it in that same vein of, you know, uh, especially after we talked to Todd. I don't know why that kind of clicked more with me. But it's like, no, this is this is a love letter to Nephi. And it's just telling stories and, and putting up an album where he can make Nephi the center of, of the album and, and show everyone what it was like growing up there. But to do that, you have to have characters and stories and, and things develop and um, yeah, I don't think this is based on a, a you know a true high school flame necessarily, but uh, I don't know. Stranger things have happened. Uh, <laughs> if you're in, if you're in the, that area and you, and you dated Brandon or, or have some high school fling stories, we'd be happy to hear them. But you know, I think it just goes with the uh, with the song, and it seemed to fit. Thirty. He probably looked at, at the map and thought, well, what's about you know the next bigger town up the road, and that was about thirty five miles north. The thing I think that makes, uh, on the note you just mentioned, the thing I think that makes this album great is just the the reality. And it's not all butterflies and roses. It talks about real life struggles, you know, real life themes of, of life in Nephi, life in small towns, of, you know, struggles with um, humanity that, they, that, we, that we all deal with that, that makes it relatable beyond people, just beyond just people like us. So, yeah. Um... Real fast, going back to Glades. Are you a Glades or a Berries guy? Um, I've never tried Berries. So wow. I guess well, that you're... makes me a Glades guy. <laughs> Glades guy. Well, there's not a wrong answer, but you might want to give Berries a try one of these days. Yeah, I, I definitely have heard about the rivalry there and how everyone has their own side of, of which burger joint's the best. But, I, yep, I haven't tried both yet. Again, if you're if you're ever in the state to visit to see some of the the pressure machine areas or Nephi or whatever, and you're about 35 miles north, depending on how you drive or get there, give give blades or berries a try. 
I guess Brandon's a Glades guy, so maybe that's where you should go. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned I was going to talk about the train. I think this is a good time to do it. Uh, I think I've seen some speculation online here at the end. It says, it's like the part of me that's screaming not to jump gets lost in the sound of the train. I've seen some speculation that this is him thinking about suicide, about jumping in front of the train. And I tend to disagree with that reading of the or listening of the song. Um, I think he's talking about jumping from the marriage. And, you know, he's talked about the sound of the train and how it it makes things makes it hard to concentrate on decisions that need to be made. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I mean, yeah. Crying like a train. It's a lot. I can see how you can get that first perspective, especially if you go back and listen to the interstitial um, where it kind of talks about people, you know, jumping in, tra- in front of trains and stuff. And, you know, we got the other song that deals with suicide. So it could, I can see where people could get that theme, but I kind of agree with you in the context of the song and of the story in the song. He's battling between does he stay with the, the wife and, and the screaming baby that he's got this life and made the commitment to, or is it uh, this girl up the road that, you know, had the bad divorce and he calls up to see you know, how she's doing and has that moment of weakness. Does he jump there? That's uh, that's how I saw it too. Yeah. And my worry for this guy is that if he's struggling with his marriage to his high school flame, I'm assuming, or his, his wife, he he's married so young that, uh, trying to move from that to a, a marriage with, or <laughs> trying to hook up with his high school flame might not be a good idea. Maybe, maybe you should look, look elsewhere. I think it's time to go to get some counseling and figure out who you are and mature as a person before you go uh, relationship to relationship. But there are people um, that seem to have to kind of have that to validate themselves. Yeah. Um, and that might be the scenario that we're, we're dealing with here with this, this guy, but uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, it doesn't sound like I know it's talking about an affair and this guy's going to leave his wife that's home battling with the kids and, and uh, building up these walls and, and miserable. But it's like, oh, there's this, this uh, there's this gal up the road I used to know in high school. And uh, I told her if she ever needed some help, I, I'd be there. You know, like that phrase alone doesn't sound as bad and, and as uh, as like life altering and could be ruining lives as is it could play out to be if you do take that jump yeah he does confess that in a moment of weakness he he told her that so at least he's he's realizing that this this jump would be would be serious i mean yeah there's just the it goes on the the trying hard not to care like and i think we've all been situations in our lives before maybe not dealing with uh you know marriages and leaving wives or or family and all that but there's been places um where, where something happens and you do you just have that you're trying really hard not to care about like you just want to do what you want to do and you know the right thing or you know uh maybe it's not even the right thing but you know what some people will think and you're just like i don't care i'm trying hard not to care i'm just gonna move on with my life and uh in this story there's a lot more baggage to be attached but i think we can all relate to you know, I'm just going to do it. I don't care. I'm trying not to care. But deep down inside, uh, you do care or else you wouldn't be saying that. And I think it's interesting. He starts the song, you know, the first verse ends with him saying, it doesn't matter how hard you try. And then he ends the song saying, he's trying hard not to care. Yeah. And uh, I would like uh, if if there was the woman's version of the song on her, I mean, her side of the story. I just feel like we really got his side of the story heavy. And it, it kicks out and it's got that outro it's really i mean i, I really this might be one of my uh, favorite songs on the album um mm-hmm. 
this is a catchy beat and uh, you know it's it's dealing with some stuff and i don't know i i like it but i just like i don't i don't know what would be uh in the house with the baby crying i don't know what the song would be it would be interesting to have that other side of the story just to see you know does she think the same thing is she uh calling some guy down the road from high school or is she really trying to make this work and this guy's just making life miserable for her and she's got a, a screaming kid and he's out in the car you know uh doing whatever he's doing yeah, I think the way it's written, you you kind of sympathize with the guy, but if you heard a song from the from the point of view of this woman, you you might think he's a jerk. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, That's I mean, really going on. but if even if you were to hear the story, if the guy came to work and's like, "Yeah, last night I had to get out of the house. The old lady was in there, baby crying. I got the house trying to look like a chapel, and I, I don't know. I'm calling this gal up the road, but I got you know, I got to figure this out." You'd think. And this guy's a jerk. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, but in the song, you're just like, ah, he's kind of got it rough right now. He's trying to figure this thing out. And, and you do kind of sympathize with him, which uh, kind of makes me feel uh, a little bad when I'm like, there's there's no way in the world that in real life, I'd probably have that same uh, thought process. I'd be like, you know, go make it work with your wife or, or go try to figure things out or, you know, at least properly get a divorce before you're out, you know, scooting around with some other gal. But that's just me, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, the interesting thing about the song that I wrote here at the end of my notes is that it ends like almost the last two minutes of the song. All it does is it's it's Brandon singing woohoo, like the train whistle. Yeah. Pretty much and the only thing he says is that over and over again and in the car I'm in the car outside for you know, it's it's not quite half the song, but it's a it's a good chunk of the song, it's just that sounds like a train and that's one of the reasons i put a uh a reel on instagram uh i took a video of the train going through nephi and i paired it with uh the end of the song where he's he's singing woo woo woo, or woo. i can't sing it or i try but it's it's cool because it sounds like a train and it fits with the theme of the song and with the song you know the theme that goes throughout the album yeah the train's like the main character of the album which is kind of interesting uh growing up in nephi uh, the train did come through town. It is, a, I mean, we've talked about it before. It's it's definitely the presence is no one's there, but I've never thought about it as being this major, major character, major thing. But uh, going th- throughout this whole album, that's that's the one consistent is the train's coming through town and it, it comes in and sometimes, you know, leaves a, a devastation trail behind it. And other times it's just passing through or, you know, you're just trying to bear through it. it just a lot of different uh symbolisms and things that get related to the train throughout this this album so it's it's pretty interesting that way all right well thanks for listening um hope you've enjoyed this podcast from the car outside about in the car outside and with that it's another podcast down from lonely town